Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, a podcast all about the North American model of conservation and your chance to dive into conversations about trends, research, and outdoor activities. Now let's get wild. Uh, The question becomes now is, how quickly do we want to do it? Um, How much confidence does the Farm Bureau have in us? What feedback did they get from their members? Okay. And it would seem to me that the conversations will be much different now. That they'll be, you know, we're there. We now have Sunday hunting. And uh, whether we can expand it, um, I think we're 70% home. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Conservation Unfiltered podcast presented by Conserve the Wild. I'm your host, Jason Creighton, and this is episode number 86, Who Wants to Hunt on Sundays? Now, if you can't guess from that title, we are going to be talking about hunting on Sundays in Pennsylvania. Now, if you're a longtime podcast listener, You might remember that uh, we talked to Dan Laughlin, uh, a senator, state senator from Erie, in episode number 16. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. That's when the first uh, bill that was officially passed through legislation to allow uh, Sunday hunting in Pennsylvania for big game species. Now, after everything happened with that, uh, it got amended down to three days, and we had our first three days in the fall of 2020. Legislation is back up again in committee in the Pennsylvania State Senate, introduced again by Senator Lachlan and Senator Jim Brewster as well. Now, That is my guest for today, and Senator Brewster is right out of District 45, which just so happens to be my district. Uh, His committee assignments include Game and Fisheries and Law and Justice. He's the minority chair of both of those. Now, one thing that we'll talk about here, and you'll hear Senator Brewster talk about, is that both the minority chair, Senator Brewster, and the majority chair, Senator Lachlan, of the Game and Fisheries Committee are co-sponsors of this new legislation bill to allow full Sunday hunting. A little backstory about Senator Brewster, though. Prior to serving, uh, he was a graduate of California University of Pennsylvania. He was vice president of operations with Mellon Bank. He was McKeesport city councilman. He was the mayor of McKeesport, and he's been serving in District 45 since 2010. Now, I'm not going to get into all the nitty-gritty of this new Uh, Senate Bill, which is Senate Bill 607. Uh, The full title is the is an enact uh, an act amending Title 34 game of the Pennsylvania Consolidated Statutes in hunting and fur taking, repealing provisions relating to Sunday on relating to hunting on Sunday prohibited and providing for hunting on Sunday. Very long title. Here's the big thing. They, this bill just essentially wants to allow the Game Commission to choose which Sundays uh, you are allowed to hunt and then also what species would be allowed to hunt on said Sundays. And I don't want to get too much, like I said, in the nitty-gritty of this. I'm going to let Senator Brewster give us a brief history uh, of Sunday hunting, uh, of his efforts to try to allow Sunday hunting uh, in Pennsylvania, 
why it's important, um, how he sees this the, this version of this bill going, um, you know, who opposed it in the past, uh, things like that, uh, and sort of a, a general timeline of when this may take effect if it gets passed through uh, our legislation again. Uh, hopefully it does if you want Sunday hunting. So let's just get right into this conversation with Senator Brewster. Uh, this was a good one. He, uh, You can definitely tell he's passionate about this. So uh, let's just dive right into it. I'm joined today by Senator Jim Brewster, Pennsylvania Senator, my personal uh, representative in the uh, state Senate here in Pennsylvania. And we're talking about uh, an old debate uh, that's gotten renewed again, and that is Sunday hunting. So Senator Brewster, thank you for taking some time to talk to me about this bill. Thank you, Jason. Uh, this is uh, Senate Bill 607, uh, if I have that correctly. And uh, the title's a long one. It's a, an act amending Title 34 of the Pennsylvania Consolidated Statutes in Hunting and Fur-Taking, Repealing Provisions Relating to Hunting on Sunday Prohibited and Providing for Hunting on Sunday. Uh, it's, Pennsylvania is a state that still has the blue law of uh, prohibiting hunting on Sundays, with the exception of, of three, um, because this is actually a bill that has been put forth uh, a couple years ago and it got amended down to three Sundays. So we just, we're just in the process now of finishing the 2020-2021 uh, season where we had our first three Sunday hunt uh, days. How did that first year go? Well, actually it went very well. Um, in talking to uh, Brian Burham from the Game Commission, there were zero complaints, which, you know, I anticipated there would be none. And, you know, Jason, there's there's some interesting background to that bill. I don't know how close you follow, but I've I've had a Sunday hunting bill for probably eight or nine years. And um, I could not move the bill. I wrote it to have Sunday hunting above Route 80. Okay. Uh, I, I wrote it to have it just on game lands, not on private property. Um, I wrote a version uh, to have it just afternoon on Sunday, because as you know, you can't use the rifle ranges uh, on Sundays until after church. So I wrote a Sunday hunting bill half a dozen different ways. So about three years ago, Senator Lachlan comes into the Senate and he, I didn't know him. He walked right over me. He said, I understand you have a Sunday hunting bill. I said, I do. And uh, he said, well, I'd like to try and move the bill. And uh, Dan and I are friends and became friends. And I said, well, Dan, here's how this works. You've got 29 members and I have 21. Okay. It takes 26 votes to pass the bill out of the Senate once we get it out of committee. Uh, now, the good thing is Dan was the majority chair of Game and Fish. I'm the minority chair. So we're both chairman of uh, Game and Fish in the Senate. So the marriage went very well right out of, out of the gate. Um, and it is, as much as we try to be bipartisan, the fact of the matter is it's difficult for the minority party to get bills moved. 
And particularly when there was controversy, and there was controversy because the Farm Bureau was adamantly opposed to it. So Dan said, well, maybe how about if I re, you know, write the bill, put my name on us, okay, you and I will be co-prime sponsors and, and maybe you can budge your 29 people and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, it was pretty easy moving it out of committee because Dan and I, uh, I, I can't remember the vote, Jason, but there's generally eight, eight members of the minority, majority party, four in the minority. So it's usually eight to four uh, majority party. And uh, we were able to move it. There might've been a couple of dissenting votes, but not many. So we moved the bill out of the Senate, a game and fishery committee and got it onto the floor. And then the, then the, the task became, how do we get 26 votes to move it out of the Senate uh, over to the House? So uh, Dan and I worked very hard uh, to make that happen. And we had some folks like Harold Dobb. I don't know if you've ever met Harold. Uh, he's with the Pennsylvania Federation of Sportsmen and Conservationists. And, and he and other organizations, and I know Dan probably mentioned a couple, they really helped us a lot because they were able to counter some of the arguments that the Farm Bureau were making, was making. And, um, and then uh, I know Dan would sneak over on my side of the room and talk to some of my members. And uh, I reminded him, I says, Dan, let me tell you something. If I get any votes over here, it's because they're doing me a favor. Let's just be clear about that. Because we had several uh, in, in the minority caucus, out of 21 of us, there were several that had farms and were members of the Farm Bureau. So long story short, um, uh, on that fateful day, Dan came over to me and he said, uh, how many votes do you have? And, and Jason, I say this not to make fun of the process. The frost process in Harrisburg can be awful engaging. It can be frustrating. Um, in some cases, not fair, but it's the process that we have. Um, uh, but when he came over and said, Jim, I've got, I think he had 23 votes. I said, so you're telling me that uh, we need three more. I said, Dan, I'm the only one left. I said, you're telling me I got to get a couple more. So I believe there were 12 other members that voted for Sunday hunting of the Democratic caucus. And I wanna say this as a matter of record and as a matter of history, we were able to change, and I say we, Dan and I, through our two caucuses, a law that had been in place for 150 years or whatever. That's historical. And I will say this, of the 12 or 13 votes that I got, I'm gonna bet that 10 or 11 of them were anti-gun votes. These are people who have a different view of guns. And they did that as a favor to me. They trusted me. And, and, I, and many of them understood about hunting. They had relatives that hunted. So the pieces started to come together. Um, but the real historical part of this bill was the Democrats that moved it out of the Senate. And otherwise it would still be sitting there with 23 votes. It just wouldn't have happened. Now, with all due respect to Dan, you know, he helped. He worked hard on my side, but let's face it, my side was his, my side and his side was his side. And I could not, the years before Dan got there, um, I couldn't move the bill because I couldn't do it with 21 votes. 
So I think people that may listen to your podcast need to realize, you know, whether you like Sunday hunting or not, that was one of the first times on a controversial issue, including, you know, where guns were involved and the Farm Bureau was involved, that we were able to do something very, very special. And Dan and I are both very proud of that. Uh, we couldn't have done it without each other. And here we are today. And the answer to your question is, and I, I said this many, many times over in, in uh, game and fish meetings, and many of the archery groups and, and the conservationist groups and farm bureaus came to these meetings and they knew uh, what had to happen to move this bill. And I said constantly, you will find out this will be a non-event, okay? And, and I should tell you the history of the bill, in my mind, I'm a hunter too. And when they changed bear season from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before Thanksgiving to Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, most elected officials, you know what they're doing on Saturday? They're in Christmas parades. That's a fact. So I'm missing the first day of bear season because I'm at a parade. And I said, this does not make any sense. And not only that, I'm up at my camp. I have a camp up by Tynesta. So I, even if I would skip a parade that, that day, which I rarely did, and go up, then Sunday you're sitting there. And then, you know, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the, the, the real stimulating fact was bear season for me. Now, I know the statute says that it's, the, it's a Sunday during rifle season, which was something else I pushed for. Dan was a big archery hunter. He wanted a day in archery. And unfortunately, I couldn't get them to make bear statutory. But from a handshake from Director Burhan, I said, well, if you want my 12 votes, I want one of the Sundays to be bear season. Now, that day is flexible, Jason. It can be moved around, and I accept that. But I would hope uh, that they would keep it Sunday for a while. Let's let this thing settle in and see where we're going to end up. And uh, in talking to Director Burhan, he said they had absolutely zero complaints from uh, private property owners. I had a... Um, so he had 10,000 acres and he was in favor of Sunday hunting. He said, I can't even hunt on my own property. And a lot of people missed that point. And I even made the case before Dan came into the Senate and I didn't want to threaten anybody because you don't get anything accomplished that way. But I did say, listen, let's not forget that game lands belong to hunters, the men and women and young people that hunt, the license pay for the property. If I have to go to court, then that's where we're going. We're not going to have people dictate how we use property that we pay for. Now, if you don't want us on your farm or you don't want us on your private property, I get that. I agree with that. And uh, so we were able to negotiate, Dan and I and, and supporting groups uh, very effectively uh, that uh, will be very diligent about the trespass. Uh, the game commission realized they had a role to play in that. And, uh, you know, I wish I could reach out and thank everybody who was involved because we got it passed. Uh, and, and I gave you a quick history of that. And, and, and we got through the first year. And um, knock on wood, it'll continue uh, that way. And I can't tell you how many people were out, Jason, but I know I hunted uh, the sun, first Sunday of buck season. And, uh, of course, I'm at lunchtime. I, I'm into the... I'm out just to see who's out and ask a few hunters how they felt about it. 
some were in favor of it, some were okay. And then I hunted Sunday, it was the same response. I went into Marionville to the bear check station on during bear season, and it was pretty much the same. You know, hunters were still not sure what this all was gonna mean. Uh, but anyway, here we are, and now, now we're talking about it. With everything, you know, constant media, I, I guess I am now part of the media, right? <laughs> Having a podcast, but, um, you know, with all the media, we always hear how the divisive politics is. And I look at the original Sunday hunting bill. I look at this one now with you and Sandra Lachlan, you know, co-chairs from different sides of the aisle, and it was already able to be passed. You're saying, let's do it again. Like, I look at that as a beacon of hope that, you know, good things can still be done. It's not totally the divisive. And I look at, you know, the three Sundays that we had, um, you know, unfortunately, I was only able to hunt on uh, one of the Sundays, um, that first um, Sunday in, in the archery season. Um, I wasn't able to hunt in the rifle season because I had already shot a buck, which is a good thing. Um, but it just, it felt nice. It wasn't the, that morning for me at our camp wasn't the best um, weather day. It, it just felt nice to be able to be in the woods on a day that otherwise I normally wouldn't be allowed to be in the woods and hunt. Um, right. You know, as a working individual, there's only so much time uh, to be able to get out and pursue this activity. And it was, it's nice that it's not a mandated day that I'm not allowed to hunt. Uh, so I really appreciate the hard work that, that you've put in throughout all these years. Um, so since we didn't have any, any issues, which um, the trespassing thing, I just have to say real quick, I, I find you, anytime you put anything out there um, as an amendment or anything like that, any kind of rule in place, there's always like consequences. Maybe you didn't really think about uh, that kind of thing. Um, my family, we have 70 acres uh, that is that my grandfather bought back in the early 70s. And that's where we do the majority of our hunting. And it has since been passed down to my parents and my aunt and uncle. So they're now the owners. Well, in order for my grandfather uh, and myself to hunt on that property on a Sunday, we had to have written permission from the landowners. Uh, so it was ironic that, you know, my that, um, you know, my grandfather's uh, two daughters and his two son-in-laws had to, you know, sign that he was allowed to hunt on the property that he originally purchased back in 1970. It's just, it's just funny how things like that work out. I'm not surprised that there were no issues last year. Um, I find that the vast majority of, of other hunters are a lot like myself and, you know, conduct themselves in the proper manner whenever they're out hunting, um, you know, respecting boundaries and, and all that stuff. So granted, you know, or looking at the fact that we had really no issues last year with those three days, um, this new bill tries to reintroduce the idea of, you know, basically opening up all the Sundays for, you know, for the game commission's discretion. Um, how does that impact this bill? The fact that we had no issues, do we, do you think that we're still going to have opposition from the Farmers Bureau and other entities trying to keep this from happening? Well, Jason, I, well, first of all, I think the fact that there were no events, um, we proved exactly what I've been saying for 10 years. That, that Now, I, you have to roll the dice because you and I both know, no matter what you do, somebody does something stupid. Now, it's always a we, we didn't even find stupid. I mean, it, it went better than even I thought. So we gained credibility. We, 
we made some concessions to the Farm Bureau. They made some to us. And, 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 and Senator Lachlan and I have talked about this. And, and I know he would like to open it up for multiple Sundays. I think we're going to get there. Uh, the question becomes now is, how quickly do we want to do it? Um, how much confidence does the Farm Bureau have in us? What feedback did they get from their members? Okay. And it would seem to me that the conversations will be much different now. That they'll be, you know, the, the, we're there. We now have Sunday hunting. And uh, whether we can expand it, um, I think we're 70% home. Okay. Because like in any organization, you're still going to have some folks that, you know, weren't happy when we did this. They don't care that it went perfect. Okay. It may be, uh, again, it's, it's one of the blue laws and, and, uh, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you, maybe a couple of days uh, older than you. Maybe a couple but hours. <laughs> but I can remember as a kid when you couldn't find a place to go to a store on Sunday. I mean, so we've come a long, long way. And I think as time goes on, uh, the younger folks in the farming uh, business, and, and by the way, agriculture is so, so important to us. And, and we want to we wanna be good partners with them. We owe them that much. Uh, I, I hunt on game lands and private property, and uh, I'm forever grateful that I can. I don't have to do that, but it's right next to my camp. And, and uh, so I appreciate the honor to be able to do that. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the uh, ongoing discussions, Jason. Now, and I don't want to—I don't want to um, give an opinion too definitive and put Senator Laughlin me on the spot. But um, uh, if I were to say to somebody, "Gee, if we could go from three to six, would we be happy?" Uh, or three to nine, you know, um, I don't want to—I don't want to give the answer first. But I think going from three to fourteen probably isn't realistic. Um, I mean, no, honesty is a big part of this, this life we're in. And uh, yeah, I, I think letting this work a couple of season seasons in a row, I mean, it, it takes forever to get a bill passed anyway, even without resistance. So um, the process itself is, is, uh, would slow down the implementation of any changes. But uh, no, I think we're ready to sit down because there are other seasons, <clears throat> small game, um, uh, turkey, and uh, in, in, so there's an awful lot of hunters that maybe, <clears throat> believe it or not, there are some, like me, I, I hunt big game, and uh, I'm a bear hunter, deer hunter, and, and uh, <clears throat> a little bit of archery, I just don't have the time like I used to, uh, but there are a lot of folks that just love small game and, uh, and love turkey, and we have to be mindful of that, and uh, uh, and, and I think the Farm Bureau will understand that. One thing about farm, the farmers, they know what's going on in, in the wild. You know that and I know that. I mean, I used to laugh when, when we'd go up camp, we'd say, all oh, you guys come up from the big city, like we never saw a tree before. <laughs> well, in some cases that might've been true, but not in mine, but, but you kind of get that attitude that, you know, hey, we live up here, we drive these roads, we know what deer are here, we know how many bear are here, and, and turkey so you have to respect it the farmers know that and then i had the conversation about i mean i think one of the arguments we made was gee you know you, you farmers can actually shoot a deer on sunday if it's it's if there's harvest damage you know uh, crop damage so uh, as we worked through it uh, i thought people started to see that you know this is a conversation 
that should end uh, in a friendly way with some adjustment. So I'm hopeful that uh, Dan and I, I know we're going to work well together as we always do. And uh, I have to keep him on a bridle. You know, I tell him all the time, you know, he's, he's, he's gone ho and that's good. We need that. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I give him a lot of credit because he reached out to an awful lot of agencies. Uh, and I, I mentioned Harold Dobbs name. There are others. I don't mean to offend anybody. Harold Dobbs was a big factor hush in that group. They really worked to as advocates uh, with their, in fact, they, they brought in folks to testify in hearings. A couple more young folks who owned their own, own farm. I'm talking folks who are in their thirties and they were in favor of Sunday hunting. And so that, that's how we won the day. But yeah, I think, I think we're going to be okay going forward. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that everyone listening realizes that myself and, and you, we're not casting any dispersions to, towards the Farmers Bureau. That Any farmer that has ever had any trespass issues Monday through Saturday, adding another day is just going to add more trespass issues to them. So completely understand their concerns. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like you said with the game lands, you know, all the game lands are completely funded, you know, purchased through licensed sales and those dollars from hunters. Like there's, there's no reason why we should restrict the day. In my personal opinion, there's no reason why we should restrict the day that I can't go hunt on the lands that my money has gone towards. I, my family owns property. I feel like there should be no reason why I can't go hunt on a certain day of the week on my, my own private property purely because of a, an outdated blue law. Um, so with this hope that we can continue, I mean, hey, let's swing for the fence at the beginning, right? Let's try to get all the Sundays we can. And then if we have to amend it back, you know, like we did the last time and only go, you know, increase a couple more days, um, you know, we'll consider that a win and hopefully keep taking these steps until we can get all the Sundays. But with that, what can someone like me, I'm a hunter, I'm in favor of Sunday hunting, what can I do to try to help this bill along? Well, I think there's a couple of things you can do. I mean, personally, um, I mean, you're very knowledgeable on, on the subject matter. I think contacting uh, senators and house reps uh, that you don't know and may not be in your party or may not be in favor of Sunday hunting right now and, and, and do it professionally and, and uh, not threatening, not no crazy emails, but do that as in, and get as many family members or friends to do that and say, look, this is something that has been instituted already. It's working without problems and we'd like to expand it. And we'd appreciate your support. I, I, I chuckle sometimes when folks in my district want something, they and they know I support it. They send me the emails. Well, there's no sense in them to me. I, I wrote the bill. <laughs> so you're, you're, you know, they have to understand the process. But secondly, uh, Jason, I think with these podcasts, if you could do something quarterly, um, whether it's Dan and I, uh, the Fish Commission, because we oversee that as well, boating season starting, uh, there's an awful lot you could do just by doing these podcasts and not just bring us on, maybe Brian, we could Brian Barron to come on, um, somebody from the Farm Bureau. Now, you know, when you do that, you may not hear everything you want to hear. Um, but, you know, if you think back about the conversations we had, the Farm Bureau, they, they were a big group, so it, you know, they get your attention. But the other groups, like the joggers and the walkers and the, 
and the um, snowmobilers. I, and, I'm, and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, it's our property. If you don't want us on your farm, uh, and, and you're going to have to find, there's a lot of times for you to jog or go through the game lands when there's no hunting season. And, and there's no prohibition for them doing that during hunting season, as long as you wear your orange and be safe. And so I'm thinking to myself, people are confused about who's paying for this property. And I brought that up and, and, I, and I'll stand by that. And, you know, uh, for someone to say that Sunday hunting interrupts their jog through game lands, um, I, I'm not hearing it, okay? And, and uh, here's the seasons that, that there's hunting. So that leaves a lot of other days that we're not there hunting that you can be there. However, if you want to do it, let's make sure we do it safely because we don't want anybody getting hurt. Uh, but the Farm Bureau was different because they make their living there. See, there's a difference to me. And, and, and agriculture is huge in the state. So when they spoke, it resonated a little more with me. Not that I ignored the folks who want to take their children out for a walk. I'm just saying it, it was a different level of urgency in my mind. But what you can do on your podcast, if you, and I don't know if you can do this, but if you enjoy doing this and every six months wanted to have somebody on, even if it weren't Senator Roth and I, we could help facilitate getting somebody on that, that you could ask questions to. Like, how did it go on your farm? Did anybody hunt on your farm? Did you tell them no? Uh, you know, we, if we don't hear from people, I'm not talking about the haters and the extreme. I'm talking up to people like us that 80% of the people that are in the middle, they call up a farmer at random and say, listen, did Sunday hunting bother you at all? And then the consequences, you're gonna hear what they have to say. They may say, never had a problem. Or yeah, I had 10 guys I had to run off. Or no, five hunters came, they wanted permission, I gave it to them. That's what we need to know. And, and uh, so, I mean, I didn't get one phone call from anybody. Now I don't, I have, well, you know my area. I have some farms in my district, uh, more rural areas, but I didn't have one negative phone call from anybody. I had two friends that were agitated because they just, they're old time hunters and didn't think Sunday, and that's a day of rest for the animals. I said, rest for the animals? I said, I, we're up at five o'clock in the morning. The animals get plenty of rest. You know, it's not like they're running around, you know, and we're interrupting their sleep, you know? So it's sometimes the lack of knowledge of what goes into good hunters and how you hunt and how you do it professionally and how you fish and those sorts of things. Sometimes it's a lack of knowledge of, of how the sport operates when you hear that, well, we have to give the animals a day of rest and, and, uh, and, and we don't want to miss church. I just, and I'm, I go to church on a regular basis. And, and uh, on that particular day, my minister understood I was hunting. It's it just, you know, things. And I, I had to miss when my children were playing ball growing up. So it happens. And, in today's world but uh no i think what you can do with your podcast and if you ever need my help uh, if you think there's somebody we want to get on and and um between center lock and i i think we can help you with that might be an interesting event for you i'm, I'm gonna hold you to that um the last episode that we did on this um with senator lachlan um i tried to do a follow-up afterwards with the uh, Farmers Bureau, just to try to, I wanted to give equal space. Um, they were not willing to come on at that time, um, but I did have uh, our state hikers association come on uh, and they gave their take. And, um, you know, I can empathize. I can understand if you're not 
if you didn't grow up around guns, if you're um, not familiar with hunting, I can understand having an aversion to hiking on a trail, um, you know, and not know that someone's out there. Um, but at the same time, I, I think the exact same way you do that, you know, if you're hiking on game lens during hunting season, it's your, wherever you are, it's your responsibility to know where you are and what other activities are going on around there. Um, you know, just this past fall, my, my father and I were hunting pheasants at Buzzard Swamp. And when we got to the parking lot, there was a, a young man that got out of the car. Um, turned out he was from Belarus uh, and he was on his way to Detroit uh, for work. And he just wanted to hike on this trail around Buzzard Swamp. And um, he asked if, if he was allowed. Um, and we said, yes, you are. But that uh, black fleece that you are wearing is probably not something that you should be wearing because it was the Saturday of bear season. Uh, so being the, the, the kind of people that, that we are and my dad is, he actually gave him uh, his orange vest. That said, you know, wear this. If you wear this, you'll be perfectly safe and you can go ahead and, and walk all you want. Um, just understanding, you know, what's going on around you is, is a good thing to do, whether you're hiking or biking or, um, you know, hunting. You, you need to know what, be aware of your surrounding. Right. So, Senator Brewster, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, I will. Uh, bring on anyone and everyone who wants to talk about Sunday hunting, uh, pro or against, uh, does not matter to me. I like to get all sides of, of this topic. So I'm going to hold you, hold that, uh, hold you to that. And, um, yeah, well, this is something we're definitely going to keep revisiting, uh, as the bill hopefully progresses out of committee into the Senate, into the house, and then hopefully on the governor's desk to be signed again. Well, that would be, I'd love to do that. And, and I'll be seeing uh, Senator Lawson, and we, I think you have some ideas as well. And, and uh, maybe at some point we can do these podcasts in person uh, uh, up there. And, uh, you know, I, I've done some of them in person. They're kind of neat. But uh, no, I, the more people we talk to, if we ignore the other stakeholders, it will only hold up the progress of the bill. That's my point. And so the more you talk about it and move different people you talk to, the better off we're going to be, Jason. So I thank you so much for having me on. Okay, so here we go again. Round two, trying to pass legislation that would allow the Game Commission to authorize Sunday hunting for uh, whatever game species they determine should be allowed to be hunted in, you know, on those days, each day, right? Um, as you heard us talk about, you know, we had three days in 2020. Um, Senator Brewster heard of no negative reports. Uh, I anecdotally heard of no negative reports. Uh, as far as anything out of the Game Commission, I've heard no, I've seen them, re I have not seen them report um, any negative reports uh, about Sunday hunting. I'm sure somewhere in our Commonwealth, there was someone who trespassed on a property. Uh, things like that happen from time to time. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, uh, there were no uh, accidental shooting instances. There were no hunting related shooting instances or anything of that nature. Um, if you know of one, 
let me know. Uh, shoot me an email. Uh, I would like to, to know about that. Um, but as far as I know, uh, as far as everything I've heard, it was nothing but just another typical Sunday for anyone who doesn't hunt. Uh, and that was that spanned all three Sundays, uh, the one in archery season, the one in bear season, and the one in rifle season. Uh, I know of uh, seeing some social media posts, uh, some people who wanted to hunt on Sundays and hunted on those Sundays had some really good days. They were able to harvest some animals and, um, you know, punch their tags. Uh, I was uh, able to hunt on one of those Sundays this year, uh, only in archery season. And, uh, you know, I went out for a doe. I, I wasn't successful. Um, it wasn't the best weather, but I did see a lot of deer movement. And I have to admit, it felt a little weird, right, to be sitting uh, with my bow in a tree stand on a Sunday just because we've never been able to do that before. But it was nice. Uh, you know, as a working individual, I am supportive of being able to hunt on Sundays. Uh, you know, I'm blessed, as you heard me talk about many times, I'm blessed to be able to get out in, you know, in the afternoons and evenings, uh, for the most part, any day of the week that I choose during hunting season. Uh, I'm also, you know, free to, to hunt on every Saturday, uh, unless I have a, a prior family commitment. But even with that blessing, that's still only one full day of hunting per week that, that I can hunt. Uh, so, you know, and I take steps, you know, I prioritize hunting. Um, you know, I take time off work to hunt using personal days that, that I'm allotted. And I'm fortunate with that. There's a lot of people that aren't. So that extra day would be super nice. Um, and, you know, I look at it in the way of you're allowed to hunt. You would be allowed to hunt on Sunday. You're not required to. If you're someone who doesn't think that we should be hunting, on, that, you know, doesn't think you should be hunting on Sundays, you don't have to go out on a Sunday. Just like I don't have to go out on a Saturday if I don't want to, or um, I have some other commitment. But being able to, to have the ability to hunt on a Sunday, I think gives you more choice. And uh, there are, you know, weeks where Saturday's weather is just not conducive to good hunting conditions, but Sunday will. So, you know, I see myself in those instances, uh, you know, going out on Sunday, not hunting on Saturday, doing, you know, uh, what I need to do with other family commitments and uh, housework or whatever needs to be done then and hunting on Sunday instead. It would be nice, uh, in my opinion, to be able to do that. Uh, you may not feel <laughs> that uh, you would like that, um, you know, you don't, you don't, think that Sunday hunting should should be allowed. Um, all I can think of is that we are one of very, very few states in a, a lesser and lesser number that does not allow full hunting on Sundays. And all these other states have uh, very healthy deer herds, um, for the most part, healthy turkey populations. Uh, they have healthy small game populations. Um, there's very few incidences on Sundays that are any different uh, than any other day of the week. So I see no negatives here. Um, I see only positives and, and giving people more time to be able to go out and pursue uh, a hobby that, um, you know, that that person enjoys. So that's this week. That's my thoughts. Do you have any different thoughts? If you do, reach out. Uh, the easiest way to do that is, is either to uh, shoot us an, an email, uh, info at conservewild.com. Org, or go ahead and join the Conservation Unfiltered Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, 
there. We're posting uh, episodes, uh, some behind the scenes stuff, uh, teasing some things and some information, uh, and also uh, gives you a chance to voice your opinion. Uh, what you think, what you liked about episodes, what you didn't like, how you feel about uh, topics that, that we're covering. And then also, you know, am I missing a topic that you would like to like to cover or there's someone that you would like to really hear from? Let me know. That's the biggest, that's the easiest spot for you to really uh, let us know, let me know, let everyone know what uh, what is good and bad with the podcast. So make sure you join the uh, Conservation Unfiltered Facebook group and start interacting with me. Uh, I would love to hear the listener thoughts. Next week, we'll be joined by another very cool couple of guests uh, that I am excited to share their opinions on the R3 movement. Uh, But I don't want to tease any more than that. So until next week and those guests, stay wild.